Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Kat. Hey, Tanya. I'm yawning. Uh-oh. I need to go chant or something for my throat chakra. But how are you doing today? I'm groovy. How are you? I'm good. Good. It's a nice, chill day. It's really stinking hot here in Minnesota. But I'm yeah. not complaining because the other would be stinking cold. <laughs> you do have two extremes, don't you? We do, kind of, yeah. I mean, I would assume you're real high humidity there. We are very high humidity. Yeah, because when I lived in upstate New York, it was so friggin' humid. And the mosquitoes would just pick you up and carry you away. Yeah, we have mosquitoes the size of birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the third eye chakra. I have actually done a couple of workshops on this one. I really like the third eye. I like everything about it. It's associated with sight and seeing both intuitively and physically. It's related to the energies of clear vision, intuition, light, and spirit. And it's through this chakra that we may tune into the higher self in order to seek and receive guidance. I love that. The color's indigo. The element is light. And it's right at the brow center between the eyes, uh, between and above the eyes. And it's associated with the eyes, the brains, the pituitary, the pineal glands, the lymphatic, and the endocrine systems. The gemstones are amethyst, which I love amethyst, and lapis, which I love that, sapphire, love. Uh, so love, 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 love. I like sparkly things, though. I do. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, you're just all over this one. No, I just love this one. Just love it, love it. The flower essences are lavender. And by the way, I just bought two big lavender plants to put in the pots at the front door so gotta get that third eye chakra going even going in and out of the house queen anne's lace is also associated with the third eye chakra essential oils i love to do the essential oils because i always know you have different ones so it's always exciting to me to see okay mine are clary sage lavender and lemon so what you got I would throw in frankincense and myrrh. Mm -hmm. I would also throw in, I was thinking, I'm trying to. (laughs) I wish all of you could see Tanya talking with her hands and looking around, trying to. I'm smelling, I'm smelling. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there is probably a couple other flowers that are really great for clarity. Let me think on that. Some of the basic issues associated with this chakra are clairvoyance telepathy, wisdom, connection to a higher self, imagination, dreams, and we talked about the chakra when we did our episode on dreaming, ideas, and reasoning. Some of the major issues of an unbalanced third eye chakra include an inability to see the big picture and to keep an open mind. I think we saw a lot of issues the past few years with a blocked third eye chakra in the world, you know, with COVID running rampant and everything else. A very strong effect on mental wellness in general. Um, We may tend to follow illusionary ideas and have difficulty separating fact from fantasy. Clear thinking, judgment, memory, and concentration may also be impaired. And so some of the emotional and mental issues, and most of these, just to make sure I mention it, I've gotten from, because I love Olivia Miller's uh, chakra 
deck. And so I've gotten most of my information from that, just, you know, and things that I've just learned from other teachers, but that's a great deck to check out. But the emotional and mental, mental issues, uh, fuzzy thinking, confusion, intellectual stagnation or decline, and aimlessness. Physical issues are headaches, sinusitis, brain tumors, stroke, blindness, vision problems, learning disabilities, anxiety disorders, and nightmares. Yep, dreams. Mm -hmm. When it's balanced, though, we feel intellectually at the top of our game. Our imagination soars and we're in tune with and we can draw on the intuitive powers of reasoning. We're able to positively and realistically perceive and visualize the future. And because this chakra allows us to see beyond the material world, our psychic and telepathic abilities may be heightened. Reiki. Yeah, yep, there you go. And um, actually, Reiki, I did not have that on my list of beneficial activities, but Reiki for sure for this chakra. Keeping a dream journal, conscious awareness of coincidences and serendipitous occurrences. Let me say that again. Keeping a dream journal, um, having a conscious awareness of coincidences and serendipitous occurrences. That's and a lot. Hard to say. That was a lot of syllables. Um, <laughs> people um, make a video of that and say that three times and send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Two pitches on a pod challenge. Yeah, Can same. you say coincidences and serendipitouses? Uh, <laughs> I know, right? See? And, uh, and of course, meditation for this, for this chakra. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so as I keep referencing Carolyn Miss's book, M-Y-S-S, The Anatomy of the Spirit. This chakra is, you know, as Kat said, really all about our mental balance, our intelligence, and our psychological characteristics. These characteristics, of course, are a mix of what we know to be real and true and what we believe or perceive to be real or true. Because there is always that veil of perception that we have in our own stuff, our own junk, right? And with that is whether or not we're able to consciously decipher, this is my junk, this is my perception, this isn't real truth. Mm -hmm. This is myself telling myself this or an old story I've been repeating for years and years and years, but doesn't apply any longer, right? So this is where our unwillingness to look within comes from that's like, oh yeah, I know that I need to take care of that, but I'll get to that next week. It's like putting off until Thursday what you could gladly do today. <laughs> right? So this is also where the fear of truth resides. If I admit the truth, then everything might implode. Like if right. I just don't admit that I have a problem, if I just don't admit that I have an addiction, if I just don't admit that I'm in the wrong relationship, right? Like there is that fear of admission. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And this is also where we have fear of sound. People who are real jumpy, high levels of anxiety stem out of a poor relationship to the third eye, the sixth chakra. Fear of relying on others, which can come from past trauma, right? It's that inability to trust their counsel, to believe mm -hmm. in their discipline or their advice. It's like, no, you know what? Just don't even talk to me. Like, I don't trust you. And that's a dangerous place, right? Even if we don't heed their advice, turning it off and not listening at all is mm -hmm. not a safe place for the sixth 
chakra. They might find out we're not good enough. That's what our brain might be telling us. It might be telling us that that means they don't like us anymore. Like instead of going to a place of judgment because of the gentle criticism they might be giving us, it's Mm -hmm. knowing the difference between what's healthy criticism and what isn't healthy criticism. And if we can't understand that in the third eye, then we're not going to be able to pick up on that in the rest of our chakras. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard, right? It's asking also for help, knowing that you're at a place where you need help. And not even just the really big stuff like, wow, you know what? I have cancer. I really need help with my treatments. I need help driving to and from. I need help, you know, with my care. It's not even asking for help, mental wellness, like I'm on the edge. And, you know, we've professed about that, but it's the simple things. It's being told from the time you're little that if you ask for help, it means you're weak. Right. And we've believed it for so long. Well, no, no, I can carry all this and that and get the door and drive my car with one foot and do, you know, like we've, we've juggled it for so long that we've never given ourselves that chance. And unfortunately, it creates this negative cyclic behavior that then rolls over into, I am struggling with my mental wellness. I do need to ask for help. Well, nope, because I've never asked for help before, right? Like it's just this awful mind game is it hard for you to ask for help generally yes it's it's very hard for me to ask for help i always feel like okay i got this i got this yep it's all good how many times do you hear me say that it's all good yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is also denial in the sixth chakra <laughs> yeah i know i'm fully aware i was thinking for myself because if someone comes and asks me to help them with something i really need xyz i will do backflips to help people yeah. But, but if I'm in the exact same circumstance, I will kill myself to do it all myself. Yep. hundred percent. And then I'll be very prideful that I did it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> We're so great. Everybody, you should all listen to Kat and Tanya because we all got it right. <laughs> We're just giving you the highs and lows. We never said we were perfect. <laughs> and if we did, you should turn us off immediately because nobody's perfect. We just do the best we can. And yep, absolutely. But we keep trying. That's the best part of it. I have to say, though, but recognizing, you know, that it's hard to ask for help. It's the first step into opening up to someone. And for me, it's not even as much about, you know, I am woman, hear me roar. I've got, I, you know, I can do this, but it's just allowing someone else in close enough to help on some things. Yeah, sometimes for me, it's a little bit of control, which I know, and I've really worked really hard to be like, no, it doesn't have to be my way. It can be any way and it will be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting though. Silly things and we could go off on a tangent. We are going to an orientation for Rand's college experience. And one of the things they were talking about is, you know, that sort of parental control and really trusting that, you know, you're letting them out the nest like let them fly. And he brought up the how many times while your kids were growing up and they would help you fold laundry, did you refold their laundry? Or how many times when the kids were growing up and they put stuff in the dishwasher, did you rearrange what they put in the dishwasher? And I was like, oh, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) But yes, 
Yeah, so there's a little bit of that control stuff. So anyways, the sixth chakra, the good stuff, right? Let's get to the good stuff. This is, like you said, the place our intelligence comes from, our skills come from, our ability to evaluate, evaluate right from wrong, evaluate the difference between conscious and subconscious. You're driving down the road and you get someplace and you look back in your brain and you're like, did I stop? Did I even remember what the light was doing? You know, like you just are on autopilot and that's that place of the sixth chakra, which fortunately, usually it's got our back. It's when it doesn't have our back that we need to do self-study and figure out why not, right? Being able to differentiate when the subconscious does light up for us and all of a sudden it gives us a download of information that we're able to go, oh, that's really good information. I need to pay attention to that, right? Receiving inspiration, ideas, generating great acts or creativity or intuitive reasoning. And it's also where our emotional intelligence comes from, right? Right. So becoming conscious helps us let go of the old and make way for the new at the appropriate time. Like there's that important caveat that you can't just run amok and be like, yep, I'm done. I'm letting go of my subconscious all over, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm fully conscious. I'm fully present. Yeah. Like if you haven't actually dealt with it, you can't just toss it out because it's going to come back. Oh yeah. They yeah. always creep back. Yeah. Yeah. But becoming conscious means living in the present, living fully, knowing everything is changing and knowing it doesn't have to match exactly what you or I want it. Mm -hmm. And still has the benefit of being good and having a good result, regardless mm -hmm. of whether we agree with it or not. Mm -hmm. I agree. You want to hear my meditations I have? Yeah. So, and all these that I've been doing for these, uh, for the podcast, I've been trying to keep them all short, but you can set in on as long as you want to. The third eye, sitting in a comfortable position, allowing your breath to be full and easy, and bring your hands to the third eye in an Anjali Mudra and chant the sound Om. As you focus on the vibration, picture a deep purple light at the brow center and allow the light to glow with the sound of Om. So as you make the sound bigger, it grows bigger. And as it gets softer, you let it bring it back in. I love that. Do that for one to three minutes. Another thing I love to do are positive affirmations. And so this is something you could do easily for all the chakras, but particularly for this one, just setting and thinking of some positive things that you feel like you need to engage this chakra. Like I see and think clearly. My mind is strong and open and clear. I own my truth. I listen to my inner knowing. I am insightful and imaginative. I release doubt and welcome faith. I am in alignment with my purpose. Just anything at all that kind of sings to you. I love those. I trust in myself. I, I surrender to the highest good. I love that. What about postures? Forward fold, extended child's pose, where you have the forehead right down on the mat. And this one, because, you know, sometimes I like to throw little different kind of things in. Cow face pose with the hands at the third eye. Ooh, that yeah. makes me think of Ganesh Mudra at the third eye. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So those, Perfect. you have anything else to throw in there? In addition, you could say Trataka eye gazing or candle gazing. Mm -hmm. It's all really good for the third eye. So also would be 
an entire practice. So if you're doing yoga and you're at a studio, practicing with your eyes closed and using your inner eye to trust that you know where you're going and turning off the need to see it for yourself. Trust in how your body feels it instead. Use your inner eye. Don't use your actual eyes. I love that. How many times do you teach class and you have people start in sun salutations and then you have them close their eyes and continue? It is so interesting how out of sorts some of the people feel and how some people don't even miss a beat. Yep, absolutely. I agree. The other would be to just change up the dristi or the gazing point. So if you're doing a regular practice and you know that this is going to be your goal is to change up your dristi, then keep your dristi, like choose a place always at the tip of your mat or always at the edge where the wall meets the ceiling, what we would call the horizon line, even though you can't actually see the horizon, pretend that you can, but using that dristi to help draw that focal point of the third eye. Very cool. Visual meditations, Mm -hmm. actually trying to visualize manifesting Mm -hmm. goals. So if your goal is a new job, that you actually visualize yourself in the new job, like literally in the new job, sitting in the chair at the desk, you know, at the computer, like truly visualizing it Mm -hmm. from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. Um, Keeping a dream journal. So do you have any quotes for us? The one quote would be, if I admit the truth, everything will implode which is not a truth. That is us telling ourselves that, right? I love this one. It's by Oracle of Light. When you start utilizing your third eye to seek truth, you will learn that to see that the divine is within you. Ooh, I love that. Nice. Mm -hmm. I like. So that is our sixth chakra with our challenge and our tongue twister. If you do have other things you'd like to share with us, Things that you think we left out that you feel should be acknowledged, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, send us an email, share with us your thoughts about the third eye. Absolutely. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast, and we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.